handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Clearly, don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Righteous Prick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan. It is 11.40 a.m. on January 10th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I am just back from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which all I can say to you right now is, if you're listening to this podcast, go enjoy yourself. Two things I can share with you from the trip, rather than waste time on this podcast recapping what I just spent an hour writing. It was a great trip. A surprisingly great trip, a fun trip, and a trip that yielded a great video that is quickly gaining a lot of views on both Twitter and YouTube. I will include a link to it in the show notes for this, but it is sort of a six-minute compilation of two uh, arguments I had with fans who were yelling, let's go Brandon, uh, at the show. Uh, It's one of my – the fact that it was all off the cuff – I take pride in it because I think it showed a lot of skills as a comedian because everyone in that group still liked me at the end of the show, or at least a majority did. And uh, it was just, you know, it was stuff I've been saying in private but managed to make it hilarious on stage regarding the anti-Joe Biden sentiment and the nature of it, Um, not just being pro or anti-Joe Biden, but that the venom that's directed at him that perplexes me. So that video link will be in the show notes. If you enjoy it, please watch it, give it a thumbs up, share it with people, email it to friends or whatever. I think it's very funny to some like-minded people. I think you will enjoy it. And go read the blog. The recap blog is up. Uh, Also, some of my funniest lines I think I've ever written, including, uh, you know, my, my night, my fake nighttime prayer, I said, while in Harrisburg, (laughs) you got to get to the end of it to hear that to read that. But it's a, uh, it was just a good trip. So that's all I'll say about it. Surprisingly good trip. It's all detailed in the blog and the video you should go watch if you haven't seen already and share it with friends, blah, blah, blah. Also, if you're listening to this, which you are, 
<laughs> Isn't that a weird thing? If, if you're listening to this right now, well, if you're not, then you're not. So people listening, you, go give the show five stars on Apple, okay? That's it. I, I should be over 200 ratings, and I'm not. So just go give it five stars if you like listening to this. Even if you don't listen on Apple, just go, you know, give it five stars on Apple somehow, some way. Um, okay. And beyond that, obviously, the next batch of shows coming up is a big one. Chicago, January 27th. San Jose Improv, Chicago Improv, January 27th. Chicago Improv, February 2nd. Uh, what did I? No. Chicago Improv, January 22nd. San Jose Improv, February 2nd. Flappers in Burbank, February 6th. And then Jordan Landing, Utah, just outside of Salt Lake City, February 10th. So all big shows. Very much looking forward to it, even though I have to bring my work computer on because work is very, very busy. I was really hoping to have my first sort of vacation slash comedy trips with no other things to stress me for a couple of weeks. Like I was going to use up basically all my vacation time for the year thinking I just haven't been on vacation in a while. I haven't been like carefree in quite some time, but work is too busy. And because of my profound lack of faith in the comedy business, um, I'm not ready yet to uh, abandon a day job, especially a, 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 a secure, good-paying one. So I, that's, that's the price I pay, is that while I'm in those cities, I'll just be in hotel rooms or friends' apartments on the Wi-Fi doing hours and hours of legal work. But for some measure of peace of mind, so be it. That's the trade-off many of us make. Um, I feel like I could take the risk now, but I'm just I'm too gun-shy. I want to... You know, if I become a regular cast member of Billions, that's not going to happen. But I'm just saying that's that's what I'm if, if if a manager returns my email, you know, just anything in between. Those are two very big things that aren't happening. An email returned <laughs> from anybody in the industry or a regular part on a major cable series. Either one of those will be give me enough hope. Uh, so there's a wide range of things that could give me hope to pursue comedy full-time. I am basically pursuing it. That's the thing. I'm basically pursuing two things full-time and pursuing sleep no time. So um, anyway, not afraid of bitching 10 minutes into the show. By the way, there was a Ron Reagan Jr. commercial right before 60 Minutes last night, so I recorded it. I think Ron Reagan Jr. listens to this podcast, okay? Because he was much more subdued. I think somebody said, hey, uh, Jr., there is a uh, podcaster. He's kind of an inf kind of a big deal right now. He's 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 um, just a, a master of the craft, but also just a very gifted mimic. And I think this is somebody. He is he has set his sights on you, Junior. And I think maybe you need to tone down the condescension a little bit in the atheism commercials, just a touch, because in the commercials he was like Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist. Not afraid of burning in hell. And that's a real tone down from like the commercials five years ago where he was like, Ron Reagan, better than you, you simple-minded cunt. Not afraid of burning in hell. <laughs> so you can see the difference. Big difference. So, so obviously, uh, I mean, after he spilled the tea on the Showtime series about his parents, I felt like his brand management was just like, okay, Ron. You got this is too much. It's just too much. You are, you're leaving a trail of condescending 
ooze everywhere you walk. So we've got to we got to clean that up a little bit. We've, we we make your point, but like just tone it down a little bit, okay? Bill Maher is watching your commercials, going, maybe I should consider religion. So anyway, I don't do a Bill Maher. Clearly, you know who does? It's comedian uh, Kyle Dunnigan. Uh, amazing Bill 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 Maher impression. I mean, amazing. So go look him up. I mean, he doesn't need my help. He's got like a million followers on Instagram. But I'm a man of integrity. I'm an artist of integrity. And when I see good work, I spread the word, regardless of whether they, quote, need help or not. Anyway, um, so the trip was good. Back to the day job. Um, and what else? This is going to be a short episode because I really do have to get to work soon. But, I, you know, I like to update you guys. Um, I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm doing arithmetic. Uh, it's just fun. Like I look in my, in, in my office, I, I have like four books picked out and like I'm going to just, I can't wait to travel. I can't wait to like leave for a few weeks. Um, Cookie's going to be very upset though. She, it's always nice getting greeted. Even after just two days away, she greets me with this very emotional whimpering and just spinning around and she's, she's so happy to say she's, she's a good dog. Um, oh, and today I was attacked for the second time by a German shepherd in my building. Neither time was I with Cookie. But this dog, one time I tried to get into the elevator and it lunged at me. And I'm talking like I really thought it was going to bite me. And the woman was like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And this is this woman couldn't control her dog when it was like growing as a puppy. Like she couldn't. And now it's 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 full grown and uh, out of control. And today I'm standing, I had to go to the dermatologist. I had three moles removed, tiny moles, but just we got we to gotta protect the franchise, folks. The, the <laughs> we, can't have, uh, we can't have skin cancer growing on, on, on me. So we'll do the, they're doing the biopsy. But one off my face, so I have a little Band-Aid on my face like I'm a biracial Nelly. And um, two on my peck. You know, when you're back in shape, I would have called it, you know, a man tit a year ago or my chest if I but now that I'm getting swole again it's back to being a peck so they had to take uh two little moles off of my peck so we'll get a biopsy on those and uh, let's hope the JL Jinx uh takes a day off <laughs> when I get those results um so that's what I did and then the but I was waiting for a lift outside to go to the dermatologist and this dog just made eye contact with me and I'm talking from about 20 feet away and just looked at me and just like remembered that I tried to get in the elevator with him a month ago and just went and started lunging at me and I actually like a bitch afraid of getting bitten by a dog i actually like scattered into the street as she tried because she couldn't control like she was like no no i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry." and here's my thing folks and i put put this on facebook earlier today part of me is like i gotta talk like german the the lease in our building is sort of a form lease so they don't adhere it's like for all their properties so they don't adhere strictly to every term of the lease but among the things about the pet rider is that German Shepherds are among the breeds that are not allowed in the building. Um, and so part of me is like, should I? I mean, this is the second time this fucking dog has tried to attack me. Like, for real. Like, I'm not speaking as like, a, like you're too, stop. It, it, uh, uh, I'm not clutching my pearls. Um, and for some reason doing a, 
stereotypical gay voice. I apologize for that. Canceled. Um, but no, I'm not like clutching my pearls going, oh, oh my God, your dog. Uh, no, I, this, this dog like was trying to get at me. Like, I don't know. Every signal that a dog can put out there for I'm going to fuck you up is what this dog was doing. And it like, it's got beef with me now. Like this dog is not, is not down with jlcomedy.com, okay? This dog clearly likes Sarah Cooper TikTok videos and is like, I heard what you said, motherfucker. I heard what you said. And you better not have any of that shit on half blackface when it comes. Anyway, I, uh, do I snitch for the safety of myself? <laughs> or do I just say thank you, German Shepherd, for you know recognizing that I am a person of color? Because I felt seen. I felt scared, but I also felt seen. Um, because clearly the, the lineage of the German Shepherds from their time uh, aiding the Nazis and racist sheriffs and Los Angeles cops, um, they're experts at sniffing out ethnic and racial minorities and uh, fucking them up. And I felt seen by this dog. Scared and seen. So I don't know. Uh, feel free to comment um, on the Potomatic page on what you think I should do. Um, but, you know, it'd be a no-brainer if I had, like, a kid or, or if the dog, like, bit Cookie or something. But I'm like, you know, the, the woman is getting the dog training. Like, I've seen the dog with a trainer. She's doing everything she can. But at the same time, it's like this Nazi police dog, um, you know, there's a reason why some buildings have policies, um, you know, about certain breeds. And uh, clearly I remind this, this dog, it obviously hates Adam Sandler or the Rock movies or something in between. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that was my morning. So before I get to work, uh, I'm, I will finish the Malcolm X biography this, this week. Uh, every plan is in place to, to begin, I'm guessing... See, here's the tricky thing with JL, um, JL Plus Prime Max, my new uh, Patreon-ish service. Um, I'm away. I would like to launch it the beginning of February, but I'm also going to be away the first tw 13 days of February. So maybe it should just start like President's Day weekend because, after all, I'm known for my impression of the president the former president, see how that ties in. But maybe then I will launch it officially. I will like start building up the content, some movie reviews, like put out like maybe a, a free sample or two in January to entice the people. Um, but that's my issue right now is that like I want, obviously it's something that I'm going to be committed to and it's going, you know, so I don't want to just, if I can launch it February 1st, I will. But I obviously just want to make sure that the you know my trip and travel don't interfere with putting out uh, the different content. Um, so, uh, but yes, I, I've gotten some great comments already. People looking forward to it. So you know, if you listen to this, you know I'm not whatever I'm going to do. I'm not going to half-ass it. I don't. I want your money, but I want to earn your money. Um, hence why my cameos are always like six minutes long because I'm like I'm taking a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars of these people's money. <laughs> for a message. Um, so I better make it as good as possible so I don't feel guilty. Um, so when I'm done with the Malcolm X biography, I will be reading the John Thompson biography. And then I have four books picked out for all my train travels across the country in January and February. Two books given to me by David Frum about the Trump presidency and the, you know, the end of the Trump presidency. He gave me those two copies when we had our power lunch in DC. And then 
uh, Clint, what's his name? It was on the Times, like top 10 books of the year. But it's, it's Clint, eh, somebody out there will know what the fuck it's called. But I bought that because it made the, the top 10 uh, New York Times list. But it's about like impacts of slavery and stuff or something like that. It's a very, you know, uh, progressive kind of histor history book, I guess. But it's, it's very well reviewed. So that Clint, Clint Watts, Clint Davis, Clint uh, Eastwood, you know, somebody wrote it. And it got very good reviews. And then Moby Dick um, is, is the fourth book. So we're throwing in a fiction classic. Because I'm going to try and mix in a little more fiction this year. Um, just I feel like it, my guess is that maybe it just gets your brain working a little differently if you're reading fiction than, than stuff that's already happened. Uh, so Moby Dick, finally going to read Moby Dick. So And uh, you know I'll be downloading a bunch of stuff to the tablet. Uh, Hawkeye. I'll be watching Hawkeye and Gamora. That's going to be – so my content for the like three-week road traveling will be Hawkeye, Gamora on HBO Max, and uh, those four books. So – Lots of stuff, but most importantly, lots of shows. So I hope to see you guys at those shows. I am – this is – and I'm, I'm going to be positive here about comedy for a second. This is what I want my life to be. So I am – I guarantee you that first or second – well, I'm going to – see, here's the thing. The next month and a half of my life is going to be probably the best unless I find out I have skin cancer, which – I just put it out there. We know how my luck is. So I'm just going to go now ahead and assume I have skin cancer and try to be surprised when they go, nope, you're good. Um, but headlining big clubs, going to cities I want to go to, where I have friends, where I have fans, going to see the Utah Jazz play a couple of nights. Like these are all just fun, completely good things. And then a week after I get back from my trip, billions my my tv drama debut so there's no way i can just be like mopey now beginning of march knee surgery no tv appearances no gigs scheduled those might be dark episodes folks let's just prepare ourselves all prepare ourselves emotionally for me lying on a couch with a with stitches in my knee no gigs no cameos work emails up the ass and just going, hey, guys, it's the righteous prick. And then weeping for a half hour. So let's just all prepare ourselves emotionally for, for March. You know, March could be bad. Uh, but clearly January and February is, is, is the best. It's, it's, what, it's exactly what I want my 12 months a year to be. Road gigs, fans, good opportunities, recognition of my skills, reaching a broader audience. That's, that's the dream. So the dream is like really coming true for the next month and a half, so to speak. And then it's gonna, then it's a question of, you know, where's, and the special, the special. I keep forgetting that because it should be already getting fucking edited right now. But I'm not gonna get into that because we're staying positive right now. We are staying positive. But there is a fucking genius comedy special just sitting there, just sitting in a warehouse like the Ark of the Covenant in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just sitting there with untapped power and greatness to melt faces. So 
that's the other thing. I keep forgetting that. That could be out hopefully in February or March. Let's be honest, probably more likely March. But I'm some emails and some communications are being had this week about moving that forward and following up with a, a certain network that starts with show and ends with time. And I'm hoping uh, that I can get a meeting or get it, get get some progress going on that. But there, this this first third ish of 2022 is potentially the greatest month of my career. And it might be, it might go down as the greatest month, like if, if, if other things don't happen, but I am going to try and embrace and enjoy the next two to three months for, for, for all the great things that are uh, happening or have happened and will happen. So there, that's me being positive. Um, like I said, I'm going to keep this episode short. So the only other thing I really want to talk about is... What movie did I see? I watched The Matrix 4. And here's what I'm going to say about that, because I rewatched The Three Matrices, and I enjoyed um, The Righteous Girlfriend. She watched the first Matrix. She'd never seen it, and she just wasn't that into it. And I was like, I respect that, because she hears so much hype about it. And she's like, it was fine. So she, I was like, oh, so can I watch the other ones by myself? She was like, yeah, watch those. She's busy watching Yellow Jackets on Showtime. So I like that she's embracing the fact that we're a Showtime household. Um, you know, that I'm a Showtime property. So it's good for the, it's, it's good to su- support the, the, the family of programming that we're part of. Um, and by we, I mean me, uh, me and Cookie. Cookie's photo is actually in my scene. So I hope I, it'd be great if Cookie, uh, Cookie uh, will probably have an agent before me. That's, is that where this is going? Somebody's going to see a picture of Cookie on Showtime and go, is your dog available for, um, other film and TV work. <laughs> and I'll go from this podcast being like, Cookie's such a good companion, such a sweet, good dog. I'll be like, yeah, that bitch think her shit don't stink now, now that she's uh, got her own series on, on uh, you know, HBO Max. There's a bidding war for, for Cookie's cookout, her new cooking show. <laughs> anyway, um, so I watched The Matrix. So I watched, and I got to say, uh, Matrix 2 and 3, not as terrible as I sort of was, was condemning them. Um, the ending of Matrix 3 is, like, not very enjoyable. But, like, a lot of big battle scenes, and the effects were pretty good for, for 18 years ago. The effects are pretty damn good. Um, but they were fine, and the guy who does, like, well, anyway, I don't want to get into the, the, the first three Matrix films. But overall, I was like, okay. And then I watched Matrix 4 on HBO Max yesterday when I got home. And for about 35 minutes, I was like, I don't know what everybody's complaining about. I'm kind of fucking enjoying this setup. Uh, Neo's a game designer. And then, like, when they start, you know, there's, there's two songs that get overused. One of them annoys me. One of them doesn't. The first one is that um, feeling good song. You know, birds flying high. You know how I feel. And I'm feeling bam, psh, bam, bam. That shit needs to go. We need to give that a fucking 10-year moratorium because every season of American Idol, some dude or chick comes down the stairs during, like, standards week, and it's like, ooh, that was so good. That was so good. Just like the other 98 people who've done that. It's in a bunch of fucking commercials. It's it's enough already. Give it a break because you've made what is a great song really annoying to me. Another song... That gets way overused, and I don't mind it because it's so fucking good. Uh, is White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane, and there is a montage 
towards the 30 minute mark of Matrix 4, Matrix Resurrections, which I've already thought of doing a joke as Mike Pence going, and let me tell you something do I love when the Matrix has erections. But the <laughs> it's a great montage secret. Boom, 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 boom. Love that song. Love that. Can't, can't hear it enough. Like that song can't get played out for me even though there might be somebody on another podcast on the other side of the world going, and then all of a sudden I'm watching The Matrix and fuck that fucking song. You know what they should have used? They should have used Feeling Good. That would have been a much better song. For I, don't, I can't get enough of that song. Well, not on this podcast. So um, after like the 35-minute mark of The Matrix, it just, it's not terrible, but there is a solid amount of not good acting. Um, and it was just kind of like by the end of it, I was like, you thought you were going to start up like a reboot trilogy and it ain't happening. First of all, the movie bombed, partly the fault of the pandemic, of course. But I was just like, no, it's, it's fetch is not happening. Matrix people. So, uh, yeah, I, I, did I think it was like the worst piece of shit ever? No, not, not at all. But I, I actually, for about the first, for the first quarter of the movie, I was just like, I don't know what everybody's complaining about this. Fucker. Oh, is that white rabbit? Play? Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh God, I love, I love fucking dystopian montages set to Jefferson airplane. This is my shit. And I wish my cable had gone out at that moment. I would be like, I can't, I'm never going to see The Matrix 4. But what I saw of it was fucking awesome. But then I did see the remaining 95 minutes and it was just like, or, or 105 minutes. And it was, uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was just like, this was unnecessary. Um, so that's my review of that. And then Euphoria came back yesterday. Oh, Jeff Epstein's favorite show. Euphoria. Rest in power, Jeffrey. Um, Euphoria, here's what I'll say about it. I loved season one. Loved it. Season two, I feel like they are in jeopardy of making a mistake that a lot of shows make, which is like, we had a great first season. We won some Emmys. We were critically acclaimed. We, we had buzz. We were a hot, cool show. You know what we should do? Multiply everything we did by six. So if we could get more dicks, more tits, more drugs, and way more like mob-level violence into a high school show, that would be fucking awesome. The first episode was like, it was euphoria on fucking roids. It was like the first, and, and I don't mean that in a good way. I'm still going to watch. I, I just thought season one was like this visually beautiful like visually impressive well acted yes it was a little raunchy of course for like mainstream but it was like and i didn't take it as like oh this is is this what high school's like no it felt more like we've taken every extreme example of high school behavior and thrown it into one high school <laughs> but um and i'm i'm saying i say this uh i can't believe i'm even going to say this but there's a character on euphoria named cassie now cassie is a cute blonde with huge tits, and as I discovered yesterday, tremendous calves. So, as you can imagine, um, when I saw her, like I saw the character, she hadn't been on screen yet, and I saw this character, like they started with her calves, 
And I was like, please don't let this be the chick I already think is fucking super hot. And then I was like, shit, it's Cassie. Okay, so I was what would have helped is if Cassie had like bony or awkward calves or like log, something that was just like, but instead she had these like super toned athletic calves and then to go with her just insane rack. So, and I know I sound like a, like a douchebag, but, but the show is funny because it's like, you know, they're supposed to be high school or just after high school, but you have like one character is like Mac Miller reincarnated and he's going up against like Robert Pattinson's older brother. And you're like, you guys are supposed to be like high school age, right? Like 19, like you just graduated or some shit. Why are you like 20? You're like an investment banking rapist, 29 year old Robert Pattinson, bro. And Mac Miller reincarnated, you're like 29 also. And you're just at this high school party? What's going on? But I'm saying this as somebody who clearly thinks Cassie, the actress playing Cassie, is uh, is quite fetching. Maybe a little too much focus on her tits. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's like, okay, guy who created or directed the show, are you dating or in love with Cassie, the like the actress behind Cassie? Because... Um, it had a real Quentin Tarantino, Uma Thurman's feet. Like there's a scene where the focus is on, but her breasts are still in the shot as like the focus is on the douchebag dude. And I was like, okay. I mean, you know, I aesthetically, I appreciate it, but it feels like overkill. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't, you know, but you mature people, you grow, it's called growth. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I prefer, you know, tastefully exploiting the body of this actress is what I would prefer because it started to verge into tasteless last night. And, um, you know, I think it's important that we maintain that distinction. Um, you know, I want to have impure thoughts without also having guilty thoughts. Okay. So we need to walk that line a little better euphoria, but tons of penis, Tons of breasts, tons of drugs, and violence that, you know, was, you know, would have, violence that felt more, would have felt more in place in Goodfellas, not a high school party. But I will stick with it, and I hope it's not a sign of things to come that the show is just going to go, we're going to give you fucking euphoria on fucking crack. I liked euphoria as euphoria, season one. You know? Not, not this euphoria on crack so hopefully that's just episode one but uh cassie call me um and i guess that's it so we did it we did a good we stayed positive we only ended on a mildly gross bro misogynistic tone but maybe that you know what guys that's maybe just my you know my billions character coming through you know you get so deep in character for your two scenes half a day of shooting that you just it stays with you you know it's like it's so i'm still trying to break out of that i'm real method no i'm not i'm not um not at all so um thank you for listening i hope you have a great week i hope your new year has started off as well as as mine has um let's just ride this positivity wave until my special sells horribly or my knee needs massive reconstructive surgery or whatever, whatever bad things I can think of. Let's enjoy the the next month and a half of strong positivity from the righteous prick. So spread the content, spread the podcast, spread the video, especially the, the let's go Brandon video. Um, give five stars, all that. And check out, be sure to check out making podcasts great again. We're, we're clicking on, on, on a very high level on that show. And by we, I mean me, I'm, I am, I'm the LeBron, the Michael Jordan, the Kobe, the, 
the whatever it's 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 but we, we are we are crushing that show right now so that's something else for you to check out and then uh that's it so thank you for listening stay safe get boosted get tested um i feel like i need to be tested for for aids after watching euphoria so i might do that just just to be extra safe in case who knows what they're doing with flat screen tvs these days maybe uh maybe you can get vd from watching euphoria so um on that pleasant note thank you for listening and i will see you next tuesday <laughs>